Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The first episode of Stack and Pennies drops now. We are rolling into Los Angeles, California for the Bushlight Clash to get a little crazy, to get a little rubbing is racing this weekend on that quarter-mile temporary racetrack. We're going to cover all things off-season. Ryan won about every single race he ran in the indoor season this year. We got new paint schemes. We got new faces and new places. Let's just get right into it. This is Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. Hey guys, I have missed talking to you each and every weekend. It's been a long off season, but we are ready to get back to work. I'm Court of the Joy driver, the number seven Celsius Camaro this weekend, going out to Los Angeles, LA Memorial Coliseum for the Bushlight Clash, joined by my buddy Ryan Flores. Happy to be here. This is going to be the most we've talked pretty much all off season. I feel like we've been like passing ships in the night. Uh, having kids, bro. Dude, it's kids. been the last three weeks have been brutal. Yeah, and since you had, you you had kids, no, I talked to you when I moved the piano in your new house. Appreciate that. Yeah, thir- I've I've moved that piano I think more times than I've heard it be played. That's probably true, but it's really just a, a decoration piece at this point. Yeah, and you've been busy the last couple weeks building us a new studio. Oh, dude. Well, I've got freaking super glue on my hands because you'll see it on Stacking Pennies Instagram page. We're gonna make. A penny floor, or at least the logos anyways. And the freaking logo, I got it really about three times too big because if I'd have known I had to literally lay every single penny with super glue on the ground, I probably wouldn't have done it. But think, I'm committed to What do you think now. it was going to have to be? I thought that I could like spray glue oh. and like over the logo on decal and then like smush them around oh. and it would look perfect. But come to find out, it didn't. It didn't work. No, it did not work. So I had to literally glue backside of penny on the ground. Backside of penny on the ground. Oh, no. Because you did them all heads up, right? Yes. Hmm. Yes, because I'm, I'm trying to get that good luck this year. But big, big year ahead of us. Yeah, you had you had some bricks put in the wall. You put the indie brick that we dug up. Just wait till you guys see it. So a little bit of a, little bit of a, a temporary spot right here. We're recording from Off Axis Paint. In Greg Stump's office, appreciate the the space here, Greg. But we are moving over. I think we're going to call it Nonsense Garage, unless the viewers have a better name for it, because um, it's going to be a lot of nonsense spoken there. But it's cool. It's a two, little two bay garage over at the Joe Seaton, and it was piled high with pretty much junk. So we moved all that junk out and moving a lot of good stuff in, and we're going to make some great content for you each and every week. But it starts now, and it starts right here. You said you moved out some time cards from 2009. Turns out the joy of seating, you were not working the most hours back then. No, I was like a but, solid 20, 25-hour guy in 2009. <laughs> Granted, I was also going to high school at the same time. We get to go back there and work in the seat shop, and I'm like, man, this is fun for a day, but I'm glad we picked different career paths. Me too, <laughs> especially on weeks where we get to go around in circles. Yeah. Because I feel, like, I feel like the off-season's really slow, 
And then you start like going and do some more media. Then you do the NASCAR production day. And then you do a two-day shoot for Chili's. And then you do all this stuff, and it's like, boom, okay, we're going racing. Like, are you ready? Well, you better hope. I think you chase something every week, right? And you're, every week you're preparing, and then you get eight weeks off, and there in the middle of it, you're. that's why it feels slow. I don't know that it's you, – you had a really busy offseason with moving, and then the offseason for me with the indoor racing feels busier than, than – Well, you went – one Fort Wayne. Yeah, one Fort Wayne. That was cool. Blew up the, the first second night. night. Yeah. Uh, so that's always been a goal of yours to go out there. That's like one of the races that Tony Stewart's pretty much the, the king at. Yeah, that's a different, that's a full midget. So like a national midget. So that's a, that's a really cool event. There's a, the racing culture in Indiana is a lot different because it's all sprint car midget guys. So you get to go out there and meet a lot of new people and race there. That was fun and, and really cool to be able to win it. Yeah. Got a cool championship belt for that one. Yep. And then went then to downtown. Had one there. Had the first. That was a, that, oof. Had the first night one. Somebody blew a water line, spun out in that while leading. Mm. Uh, won the second night, which sucked because we would have been ten thousand dollar bonus to win both. Mm. But to win the second night, that's our sixth win in Allentown. We do pretty good there. And then Atlantic City this past weekend was a lot of fun. Got a cool ass trophy on Friday night. Had dice and everything in it. It's cool. It's got it's got uh, chip poker chips on it. The blackjack twenty one. So you'd have, you'd have liked that event the way that they did that format. I was watching them. Yeah, but like it was a uh, it was fun because you it was like the field was split and yeah it was it was fun the I way saw. they played into the gamblers. Yeah, field. Justin Grant, dirt midget guy came out and tried his hand. Didn't really fare too well for him. He had a lot of fun though, and he's like he wants to come back. It's hard the first time to go with a you know especially if you're not in one of the top cars because you can't figure it out. It's, the, it's like going to the Coliseum. It's it's a lot like what yeah. you're gonna have this weekend. If yeah, you, you get, get there, and group you, you don't unload practice. well. Yeah. you're not gonna fix it. And then if you don't practice well, you know that that's your qualifying. You're gonna start crappy in your heat. Then you're got a really good shot of not making the show. So I'm really excited to go to LA because we cannot possibly be worse than what we've been the last two years. We have been the worst team, only matched by one other team, which is RFK. RFK and Spire are the only two teams that have not had a car in the LA Clash. Uh, so the only two, the only two. Everybody else has had at least one one year. Okay, right. Rick Ware was, I think, Ryan Priest. Dude, that, I, that Ryan year. Priest drive into the show is is legendary. There's always one guy in the heat race that like smashes into anybody, and is also an underdog. So I also am super excited. New shop, new people, new teammates. Because uh, we've really been a one, we have been two cars on the racetrack, but we have been operating as a one team car or a one car team for the last four years. Um, but to have Steve Dorn come from Stuart Haas, Studge. Luke Lambert come Studge. over from uh, Legacy, and the people they pedigree, brought with them. A lot of engineers brought with them. Uh, lot, Not just a lot of great ideas. car chiefs and mechanics. You know, Dude, they, we have a ton of great people coming to the building in addition to the good people we've already had. But to bring in setups and ideas and philosophies to our team. Yeah. We're going to the clash. Every bolt on the car is going to be different than what it was the last two years, which I'm super excited about. We've had a great couple sim sessions, um, kind of know what to expect. But then again, I think everybody is going to become tighter and tighter and tighter. I mean, it's going to be the difference of a couple hundreds qualifying in a transfer spot for the heat race and just playing defense. So I think anybody – Anybody has a chance of going home except your guy. The 12 earned his spot in the race by winning the championship last year. 
Um, but everybody else, they can be watching. The first year, I'll tell you the story. The first year when I didn't make it, I was like just – we had high expectations, right? Granted, we didn't really understand the next-gen car, so we were really bad, really slow from the time we unloaded. And I was so – I don't know if I've been more mad leaving a track in my life. And I was walking to the rental car. I said, you know what? I'm going to just make it freaking sting. Like, I'm not going to go drive to the airport, watch it on my phone. Like, I'm going to go sit in the seventh row of the grandstands, eat a hot dog, and watch everybody else have fun. Well, I ended up getting some tickets. Not even getting tickets. I walked into the suite like Ben Kennedy, and, like, we're all, like, the people were hanging out. They had, like, I didn't get a hot dog. I got, like, sushi. And I ended up. Maybe that, hey, hey, maybe if you'd have went with the seventh row and got a hot dog. Put a little more dog Maybe we made a field last year. No, we still would have missed it. We still would have missed it. We were worse last year even. So I'm like sitting there, not eating sushi or something, but still just like sour, right? And I look over and I'm like, I'm not want to talk to anybody. You see people you know up there and this and that. And I look over right next to me is like, is Gwen Stefani. And I was like, oh, hey. And then like next to her, I heard Blake Shelton was like right next. To, like I heard him before I turned my head. I'm like, oh. I guess it doesn't suck that bad. Sitting here watching the race with Blake Shelton. But if I'm sitting here watching the race with Blake Shelton this year, I'm a mad son of a bitch. If you miss the race this year, you have to sit in the seventh row and eat a hot dog. I would sit in the front row with my shirt off. You won't. Bet. Okay. Let's bet. I'll fly to L.A. and do that. I'll be there myself. I'll be there like Travis Kelsey or Jason Kelsey. Ugh. Seventh row. Everybody that is listening to the show, hold him accountable to this. Yeah. How is the new shop? So you talk about the new Super people. Super nice. Yeah. What do you think? Is it, so it was KBM. You built a new sign out front, so it makes it a little bit harder to fire you. Yeah. Saw that they rebranded everything. Yeah. Is it set up yet? What's it looking like? It's crammed in there right now, right? Because four, cup, four truck teams were operating out of that shop, and then we just added three cup cars to it. Oh, so there's already four trucks still racing out of there? Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of people. I think 140. Wow, yeah, and that footprint of that shop is not that big. It would be a perfect three-car cup shop. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, not a seven-car. Not a tight, mixed, tight mixed for a seven-truck seven or car operation. Um, but I think once you get in the flow of the season and you get cars in Teardown Bay and you get cars in the body shop, like it'll it'll soften up a bit. But right now, people are on top of each other. Is it other, separated so. trucks and cup? Or is it all just kind of a trucks are on one wall and cup cars on the other wall? Okay. Yeah. How many how many more cup cars do you have for a season than a truck team? Like, well, you guys will have like eight Same. cars a team. No, five. Five cars a team is all you're allowed. Yeah. And then a truck will operate with about five. You get yeah. I mean, you get your all yeah, the different body builds, have right? them, but, but yeah. I think you have. I think our those KBM teams have more chassis and bodies than we do cup cars. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, those guys are like that group already just came with a championship level caliber crew. Yeah. Right. All all three, four trucks they had were capable of winning races. So it's cool they just assumed those guys and kept it moving with some some good talent driving them as well. So yeah, big changes. Big expectations. You like being in Mooresville? Uh it's about the same drive for me, Concord to Mooresville, but I'm spending mornings over there at GM Tech Center with Josh Wise oh, and those guys. Yeah. Which is on uh, Hendricks campus. Which is right there on in the GM Tech Center. So we're doing sim, working out in there. Still Wait, the GM the Tech shop. Center is on Hendricks campus, correct? Am I am I wrong on it's that? It's outside the gates. 
But you can stand on the front door of the GM Tech Center and look over the fence and see Hendrick, yeah. He, they bought the property from Rick. I don't know if they even bought it. I think they leased it from oh, Rick. I just borrowed it. They're borrowing it from Rick. Hey, I got a spot for It's you. Rick's, but it's GM's name on it. Okay. Um, they just built the fence. Yeah, it's a nice fence. It's a hey, nice building. I bet it is. Um, been doing... Actually, I've only done one sim session the entire off-season. It's been nice. Because by the end of the year, your sim candle is burnt to the crisp, bro. Simmed out. Simmed out. <laughs> hey, I there's a lot of the guys that I know. It seems like a young man's deal. Well, it's, it's great because now we got a couple truck guys with Nick Sanchez and, and a couple others who I don't know if their deals are announced yet um, that we send those guys to do the tire validations. So it's nice. It's like the, the days where you go in there and just beat your head up against the wall until you find the right tire or the right tire build, I'll let those guys do it. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And you also have Carson Osfar and Zane Smith, yeah. two young guys. They probably Yeah, and, those guys, and Carson's doing some tire, tire uh, validation stuff. And obviously, Zane has the track house relationship, so he's using some of their hours too. So we're getting a lot of sim hours. And awesome. I'm glad they're not asking me to do it for now. Yeah. So it's been good. Uh, I feel ready to rock. I've been anticipating chomping at the bit, but like, especially for Daytona as well. So it's funny how that's shifted because the sim, when you got more sim time last year, it was a big deal. Yeah. And now it's like, do you feel like you've learned to use it as a tool more now where you don't need it as much? Yeah. And yeah, you're trying to make the, you're trying to make your repeatability from your simulation to the racetrack as small as possible. And the simulator allows you to just fine tune that. Um, I still think it's a super healthy I think super helpful tool where um, 20% of the time you're kind of beating your head up against the wall, but most of the time it's pretty impactful. Pretty good. Yeah. Does it, which one do you prefer? The static sim or the... I think both, but the motions are nice. Are they? Yeah. Do they make you sick? No. I was sitting at a, a bar in Atlantic City, 3 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't, well, I wasn't drunk, yeah, I'm but sure. it spun around slowly. The bar a round bar and it just spun, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, that I gotta, would trip some people out." I gotta go. Yeah, that it's like it's like the out. um, it's it was like a deal where like, hey, if you're not drunk enough to be sick yet, we're come we're sit here, come sit here for a round. No thanks. But that's you. what it was like. Yes, yeah, so no, I don't get sick anymore. Really? No. Nope. Well, that's good. Yeah. What do we got? I say we, I say we head into the talk about the meat on the bone of the clash here it's getting yeah. the nitty gritty of we're it. getting down to the nitty gritty of it going down there uh people are going to knock be knocking the rust off right you don't get very much time every time you're on the racetrack is going to be important uh what i love this year and what i have hated the last two years about this format is part of the reason why we have been so bad at the clash is because every year the last two except for this one spire has elected to put the lower points charter on my car to get it higher in points right so whatever three-year running average is the lowest charter they own they put on the seven we get it up three four seven spots to get some more money on the three-year running average. then you have to qualify then you have to qualify first or second car. hate that so much so we we were legitimate we we were on the fringe of making it on speed in practice right we thought we were close and then you go out first or second and you qualify literally last well there's a lot to be said there because and especially this year with the mexico series there yeah because the track when you go out on a green track not only are your tires not only are your tires cold but the track has rubber the tra- and the track builds heat in it the more yeah. cars go in it like the asphalt will heat up and, and gain it grip. releases the oils yeah 
And this that that is a especially with the Mexico Series. I think we've seen it a lot. The, the one place that really sticks out to me is um, New Hampshire, right? Like when you're one of the first cars, Martin either if you're in a modified or if, if you're in a Cup car, you don't want to be one of the first ones to the modified rubber. No. And I think the Mexico Series runs. They might run. They definitely run a different tire for sure. I don't know what the compound is, but. Um, if you're the first, if you make a bad qualifying draw and you're the first car out there, yeah, it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be bad. But so they went but away with from practice. It. Yeah, with so, the way they're doing it with practice is a huge deal. So they broke everybody up now. Instead of two laps, all you got fastest lap, line them up. It is your essentially a practice segment, right? So over a 10, 12, 15 lap practice session, your fastest lap in that session lines you up, which I love. Um, Question. Yes. Do you remember what your fast lap is? Is it like the eighth lap? or Because places like this, you know, most places, like if you go to Darlington, it's, it's your be, first lap, and you better hope you're getting all you get. Cor- correct. It's going to be a timing thing of if you think that it's, let's just say hypothetically, you think it's going to be your fourth lap. You're going to go out there with your air pressure at X to where it's building at peak temperature and pressure on this lap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you happen to get somebody spun out or get backed up and your air pressure is on lap four and you have to run 12, that like those two, three pounds of difference is going to be huge. And you catch somebody in the wrong spot. Yep. Mm. Cause that's going to, so how many groups? Three. Okay. So three 12 and cars and there's three sessions. So yeah, the last of your third session, that's the money lap. That's the, so, but, but you'll, you'll be able, I mean, you'll be able to figure out. Who you want to who you want to be around? Yeah. Where you want to be? What what air pressure you want? Yeah. Where you need to run? And then the same day you're going to go right into your heat races. So okay. Saturday heat races. Yeah, which is a big deal because which was a little bit story in itself. I was reading about this on the Athletic. About did they just assume that nobody wanted to come watch us on Saturday? There, I think there's a lot of meat on that bone. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, let's chew it. Because I th- what happened? there's always, see, everybody just... Assumes they know the full story. Yeah, well, and they just see it for face value. But like, I don't know this, but I would imagine LA's a big city. Is it? So it seems to be a large city, but like when we race Atlantic city with the indoor cars and we race in Allentown, Pennsylvania with the indoor cars in the same year, if you want to go to Allentown and work or you can do whatever you want, you hang up banners, move stuff, do this in Atlantic city, it's all unionized. So you have to, if you want to hang up a banner, you have to have the union do it. Mm. So there's a lot more red tape. There's just a lot more inner workings than you think right and if you don't have a union guy to do it you can't do it so you can't just doesn't get done and i think that there's a lot of, i'm not saying that there's unions or i don't know how it works in la but i just know that there's probably a lot more hoops to jump through when you're trying to open up that coliseum than just opening the doors of hickory motor speedway that's probably right? a fair point so to to think about that and to think about the margins that they're running on and how how expensive it is, it might have been like okay, we just will we'll close up shop on Saturday and you can watch it on TV and we'll see you Sunday. Yeah. Well, then golly, you get the Twitter and it's just brutal. Well, they walked it back and they opened the gates. You come on in, guys. Son of a guns, better be there. There better be <laughs> yeah. people in the grandstands, yeah. and if there's not, don't ever ask for it again. Um, because I guarantee you that three quarters, maybe even ninety percent. Yeah. 
of the people that were like, this is bullshit, go. are going to watch it from... Timbuktu. Yeah, not even, you know, not even the same same yeah. time zone. Yeah. And they're mad that you can't get in. Like, what? <laughs> what is going on? You don't know like is. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that because we'll that's, that that's about what it is. But, um, but yeah, the, the big difference is with Saturday, you're going to know how your car races and you're going to be able to make the good teams, especially, you're going to be able to make adjustments and make their car better for Sunday. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting, man. You don't know who... Or what team or so, what organization is going to hit it? Let me th- run you through like the weekend. Let me run you through the weekend. So you qualify, yep. right? Twenty-five lap heat races, pretty quick. quick unless you're quick, unless quick. you're on the unless Front you're uh, no unless you're in that uh, fifth position because they take the top five. You're in that fifth position and can't get over soon enough. Yeah. Where you qualify is going to be important because not only if you qualify on the pole, you should have a pretty easy heat race. Yeah. But if you qualify second or even, I heard this term this weekend. And I love it, the four hole, because you when it's you're in fourth, it's a it's a terrible spot. And I someone says to me this weekend, like, you're in the four hole twice and you got out. And I'm like, that is a good way to put yeah, it's it. It's the four hole. It's exactly where you're at because you're at a bad angle coming to the green and yeah. you're just kind of always at the mercy of the guy in second. But they all get lined up underneath you. Yeah. So, where you, if you're the leader on the con or if you're the outside pole on the contrary, you can work to maybe even get the leader get down. In yeah. Second. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you because you're at a better people either at a better angle on the corner where the third place guy will be in a bad spot. You kind yeah. of feed him some left rear yeah. and clear yourself down. But when you're fourth, dude, you are you don't have very many options. Boned. Yeah, you're boned. Yep. Yeah. And boned. and then you don't want to be so the top five are going to make it. You don't want to be in that 75 lap LCQ because it's only the top two. Mm. And that's going to be a just a bulldoze session. Well, it's, it can turn into that, it right? It will. <clears throat> I hope so. I hope so too. I hope it does. Damn I hope you're not in it. <laughs> Me neither. If you are in it, are you going to be the dozer? I don't know. I feel like you can burn up a lot of, a lot of fun coupons in terms of gentleman credits the okay. first week of the year. Okay, so you just told me it's going to be a dozer fest, but if yeah. you're in it, you're not going to be the guy. So is everybody thinking like you? Probably. It's just going to be boring. No, like I said, there's always one guy. The first year was Ty Dillon. That some bitch was upside and down Priest. in the third. And and Ryan Priest. Ty Dillon was. Yeah. I dude, I I don't know, I don't know. But, but sometimes it, you might history just, repeats itself. Yeah. Oh, I've been the, Napoleon Dynamite himself. Your teammate Carson Hosfar there. He could be the guy. He could. He be. could be the guy. Yeah. Shocks, pegs, lucky. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to be it, and. I just hope I'm not in. We'll just we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I hope you're. I hope you're locked in for the 150 lap main event. That'll be I, nice. I'm fired up. If this is a, hey, this could be the last year we go to the Coliseum. It could be, um, three year deal from the original onset. So this is it. No more LA Clash. So enjoy it while it lasts. But I hope, I hope that they have realized that this proof of concept works. If they don't renew it LA and they go somewhere else. Let's just assume for a second they don't. Anywhere anywhere in the world where you want to go. Ooh. Let's start. Let's just go in the country. Anywhere I think in the yeah, country. it's got to be it's got to be domestic cuz it has to be practical. Um I keep going back to AT&T Stadium in Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah, I don't man, the tough part is like if if we're just talking about where we think it would be cool that you know, we're that, not, that can we're be not weighing all the variables. But like the yeah, the fact that the LA Coliseum is longer because it was built for the Olympics. And there are a lot of places. I don't can't think fit it needs it. to be as. I don't, I don't think the track is too small the way it is. I think it could be. I think the the straightaways could be shortened up 
30 feet and you wouldn't for you wouldn't notice a difference really yeah be more i think yeah. the radius of the corners is more important than the length of the straightaways really yeah yeah i think at i think you know that's the, here's the tough where are you part. taking it i i mean i'm a i'm a metal lance guy because i'm a jersey guy right but i would like and i think we need something that's that's there in new york i think that'd be really cool mm. tough part is pretty cold that time of year up there yeah. you, you know you got you factor in weather so if i if i'm thinking about it you got to go somewhere warm uh and i, I would mexico like city see, uh i would like to see i mean mexico city would be cool but we're talking domestic hmm. what i would like to see is something built if we're going to build a makeshift track it'd be something in the middle of a city like an oval in the middle of a city what would be really cool maybe vegas maybe miami you know, somewhere like that. The other thing Let's, that I really like... Can we go like, to a place that we don't actually have a track like 20 miles outside of the city? Um, no. Okay. No. Like, oh, like Texas? Weird. Like, no. Like, we're right there. Dude. How about New Orleans? That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Let's go. Superdome. Yeah, they run the dome in St. Louis at the dirt race. So that, that could be a place. I mean, there's... Me... I think the dome thing's great, but like I would love to see it. And there are people I'm going to get hounded for this, but I'd love to see it at, at a like a true short track. Like give give a NASCAR home track like their their like shining moment to hold the clash every year. That's what I think would be really cool. move it around. Yeah, I think that'd be great. What that, do you think that'd about? be huge for short tracks. I don't know. There's a lot of cool ones like the one Harvick owns out in yeah. Kern, or even something on the East Coast like a Hickory or. I don't know. There's there's a lot. Like Stafford would be tough in February. You wouldn't be able to go to a place like that. But there's I mean, there's, there's a lot a of cool short tracks. There's South a, Boston. Yeah. Hell, if you really wanted to, you can go New Smyrna. Good. Right. You're right down the road from Daytona, so it'd be Ooh. part of Speed Weeks. So that yeah, would be pretty cool. That would be cool. And it'd be, dude. I, like everybody's gonna be like, there's not enough seating. There's not enough seating. Well, supply hey, and demand. Ma- yeah. Make it a. It'll it'll make it a hot ticket to yeah. get and. It'll be a great event, and man, that could change a short track's uh, whole season. So, hey, and you know what they also should do? They should stream it. Oh, I know where you love that Chihuahua, that racetrack, Chihuahua. In, that what's that racetrack oh, dude, in Mexico? It's concrete Richmond and in, in it's Chihuahua, badass. Mexico. It's badass. Yeah, let's go down there. Yeah, how do you think the Mexico Series race is going to be? Daniel Suarez is running it. I think it'll be good, man. I think it's going to put a lot of. Uh, a lot of drivers down there that are quality guys that might not be that might be taking that next step onto the NASCAR side. I think it'd be I'm I'm interested to watch it. How does it change the racetrack for you guys? Like we talked about a little bit earlier, but get a little bit deeper into that. Um, I think you're gonna be watching how much rubber application there is, and I think with as wide as our tires are, it's gonna pick it up pretty quick. You'll so, be on it. Twelve cars will pick it up in three laps. If it rubbers in the bottom and it gets slick, does that make the outside, like, maybe in a first heat race? It, if the, At if least the, even. That's the thing, is, like, if the Mexico Series is the last race, race on the track, races. right, and then the first heat race, the guy on the pole... Yeah, is in the is in ...is in the stuff, in the bad rubber, right? It could make it to where the outside launches, and then getting the pole... Yeah. ...doesn't become as much of an advantage as it was. I would still take... I would take that real estate a thousand percent, but yeah. it's just it's just an added variable even, that you don't think about. It could even it up slightly. Yeah, yeah, it could even it up slightly, and it'll change the balance of your car. Um, you know, whether you're on <clears throat> Goodyear Eagle rubber or whatever they run for the Mexico Series tire, it will it, you're, the balance of your car. You know, I mean, you are going after the six hundreds or the slingshots and indoor, your stuff's going to drive yeah. differently. So, 
hopefully we do our due diligence and, and make sure we know which way to adjust our car because every minute adjustment is going to just matter that much more. As guys go back again, as their cars get more dialed in, one little adjustment, good or bad, is going to make five spots, eight spots different rather than making one spot or two spots different. So I can tell you this. It's going to be exciting again, and I think everybody knowing that we're done going there after this year, more than likely, going to turn up the wick a little bit. Oh yeah. You know, one other thing I don't hate about it, I don't hate they give out medals for second, third. It's cool because it was an Olympic deal. It's, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, its own thing. Yeah. I mean, you're not getting a medal for second place at Daytona 500. No. But like, the Clash is kind of cool. Yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah. I think every place has to have their own kind of trophy ceremony or something that makes them different, right? There's a couple that are really cool. Like Martinsville. And Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Vegas used to be really cool and Cobalt sponsored. They gave everybody wrenches. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. I like it too. For there, right? We don't need to do it everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with some pit road boats and woes and a little bit of tech talk because we have no pit crews this weekend at the clash, but we have a whole lot of off season changes, whether it's some new bodies from Ford and Toyota, whether it's some pit crew guys, where do we even start? Yeah, so none of us have to travel. No pit road at the L.A. Coliseum. Yep. Not quite enough room, but it would be cool. Uh, I, I would love to do like a early season pit crew challenge out there. That'd be so, a lot of expense to drag your asses all the way out there for nothing. Oh, now we're worried about money. Yep. We're building a racetrack in the middle of the Coliseum and worried about money yep. all of a sudden. Can't fly you out Typical. there. Typical. Jet fuel's too expensive. Well, that's great. I think the driver, I've seen some of your guys like, houses and car collections i think they could just take a little bit of a pay cut and make it happen for the fans you should talk to them there we go uh but yeah no no pit crews at the clash um so the, the road crew really truly and honestly when a car gets wrecked anyway the road crew is going to fix it most of the time because other one's working on it yeah um, and, and a lot of those guys man they can make it happen it was funny last year blaney got wrecked he got mad through his hans device i forgot <laughs> and they that. fixed the tow link yeah, and had to go get like he had to Austin's. go find it. They had to go like yeah. Daniel Lynch had to run and get like Austin's or because I think he threw it like the AMR team just like threw it in the bed of the truck. Well, yeah, but then they were like, oh, and there even if it takes thirty seconds to find it, it might be too late. So I think they had one of Austin's or Joey's spare in the infield that they used, and he went back out. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be good. There's a lot, man. This time of year for pickers, the off season. There's a lot going on. Our team's staying pretty pretty close. Um, so a lot of the veteran guys are kind of making sure they they, have, they make more uh, quality over quantity of reps this time of year. But then there's a lot of guys that are just killing themselves fighting for fighting for spots. It's yeah. like wrestle-offs in, on a wrestling team. You know, there's a lot of guys that are competing in-house for positions on cars when the rosters get set probably next week. So Sparks texted me a couple weeks ago. It's probably two three weeks ago he's like hey man would you mind going over to hendrick and working out the pit crew i'm like sure like no problem like i know those guys are some d1 athlete like there's some studs yeah 
you can pick, you know, Tuesday the 16th or X Thursday and, you know, the following Wednesday. And I was like, oh, I'm available Tuesday. We'll come to find out Tuesdays are outdoor day. They also work out at 7 a.m. And it was raining and 19 degrees. I show up T-shirt, shorts, like a dip. Well, you didn't Freezing know. my gayugas off out there. But you know what? I got it in. Doing some agility work on the turf. And it was really clear. I do not have a future in pit in my car. If you, I'm if okay. You, hey, look, if you saw me doing those agilities, you'd think <laughs> I didn't have a future in doing it either. Uh, some of those guys, but um, there's some. Thing, if we had fast to, fellas, listen, I'm gonna tell you this: if we had to do a damn ladder drill around the car, I probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> Thank God that's not the case. But uh, but yeah, there's some. There's some studs. A lot of those guys, man, they've got a couple guys from Alabama over there and NFL guys, but yeah, they have uh how did how did you how was the I stacked up okay. They made I go, wasn't last ever. They made them go outside in the rain. That's what I drove up and said the same thing. It's like I looked I looked outside, I was like, Why are they outside? Then I looked at my windshield wipers going and it then I looked down at the dash and it was nineteen degrees. I said, Why do they make them go outside when it's raining and nineteen degrees? The pit coach has been watching too much David Goggins. Stay hard. Hey, but he's hey. trying to make them them boys into dogs is what he's trying to do. I woke up the other day. It was nine degrees out. It was like five in the morning. Michael Hicks, who's the rear tire changer on the 54, he's, a, he's a been at Gibbs a long time. They practice outside. And their coach, mm-hmm. Brian Holland, he's a, I talk about him a lot on here. He's a hockey guy from oh, Nebraska or whatever, and he's like or from North Dakota. Mm. So, like, they just enjoy they like being the cold. cold. So I text miserable. them because they practice early in the morning outside and it's cold as hell. I said, enjoy practice today, boys. Just know at Penske, it'll be 70 and fluorescent in our indoor practice <laughs> facility. And Hicks just sent me back a middle finger. Um, but yeah, that was, um, that, we're pretty lucky to have the, the facility we have. But man, this time of year when it's cold and you're out there with pick gun grinding, it, it gets really mm. challenging. So that was fun doing that. Um, what other big changes on pit road have you noticed? Uh, not too much. How much hard work you get? Like a couple stops a day, two, three days a week? Like what's uh, the workload look at? Yeah, it's been right. two, three days a week. A lot of working out. Um, a lot of a lot of working out. This this is the time of year where you can really put on some muscle without paying the paying the price for being too sore. Mm-hmm. So we'll go hard all week where we kind of go hard for two days in the in in season and kind of peter off to get ready for the race so you're not sore on race day. So putting in that work and uh, yeah, just getting ready to go. You know, it's they, they say that the old adage is that the toughest years are the years after you win a championship. So just trying to make sure that that's, you know, why that is and understanding, you know, why teams have struggled after they win a championship. Why do you think also, that is? I think there's a lot of things. I think that there's some complacency and, and uh, I, I, I think that also, like anything. Not growing? Not well, doing, like anything, doing if, the same if stuff. stuff goes wrong, right, they just blame it on that. Yeah. But you're making sure that each one of us do our part to continue to be successful and give Ryan a chance, right? And we don't fall into that with any ego or or distractions um, from from winning last year. What we do have, though, is a new nose. We got some tech updates. Yeah, we got it. So it you, doesn't we, look it doesn't look quite as good as my Chevy Camaro, but you know, I don't know. I when this. When this Mustang came out, it made me smile a little bit. Because that thing looks freaking good. It's sweet. It's sweet. And there's also nothing. There's nothing like a new body design. I remember being a kid when they went from like 
the Monte Carlo to like they changed the headlight shape of the Monte Carlo in like 2001 or 2002. Like remember like every new nose that came out, I'm like, yes. Worst body of all time, which one? Ooh, I think it's a Thunderbird. I hated the Taurus. The <laughs> lights on the Taurus, man. I have to, sorry, I know I work for a four team. Hated the Taurus. Love the love the dark horse. It, it's got a significantly different nose on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, with... It almost looks like it's like eyeballs are down, though, like a little droopy face, kind of like this. That's what, like the eyes kind of look like this a little bit. As long as it... So, but the big thing I noticed the front fenders, them front fenders. That's it. That's them the only thing I don't. Sharp. It's the only thing I, that sticks out to me is the is the front sharp. fenders, um, which you know Ford struggled a lot last year. The downforce place. They had a new nose and they struggled with balance, and, and that's what it is. You know, everybody thinks that you want the most amount of downforce, but it's a balancing act. Yeah. And are those big fenders going to put too much front on the car and make it too free? You know, that's what the Ford engineers I'm sure are working on right now. So to be It'll be interesting to see, you know, once they got it figured out there in time to win the championship, uh, will they hit the ground running this year or will it be a learning curve? Same thing with the Toyotas. Yeah, it's like they just got the balance figured out on that one towards the end of the year when the 12 started hauling ass. Then they will go change it all up. But I think, judging by the appearance, I know you can't judge Dark Horse by its cover, but it looks pretty sporty. Oh, yeah. What, uh, what do you think about the Camry? It kind of looks like Shamu to me. Like, <laughs> like a Sham, whale, huh? Like a whale. Like if I went to SeaWorld, I feel like I'd be looking at this thing through the other side of the glass. It's got a super look to it um, with the way that the lines are on it in this picture. Um, but I also, when I when I look at one of the pictures, it also just reminds me of something that your wife would get to go get groceries in. Which is what a Camry is. Which is what a Camry is, which is great. You know, and I... All I know is this. You don't want to be in the first three rows when this thing comes by because it's splash zone, Brady. What do you, what Shamu's do you mean? just going to spray the entire first four rows. But I can also assure you this. The teams that are driving with this car will make it look and go much faster than Shamu will go. Well, I hope so. Because the 20 car at that Toyota test, or the, the Phoenix test out there in December, even the 43, and also the 11's always good, right? And, and uh, 23-11 is always contenders. They wouldn't make it. If it wasn't any better. Well, it's the third, you, you know, this is the third year of making downforce a different way. Because now we're mostly making downforce under the car. But we also gave it all back because now we're running simple diffusers. You're running simple diffusers on short tracks. Yep. But it's it'll be interesting to see with the, the Fords took a step backwards last year. Camrys were still good. Chevy elected to stay with what they had. So it'll be interesting to see if the Fords and the Toyotas leapfrog the Chevy this year. Because they have, you know, they're on their third year of notes you would think they're not going to make it worse. And then Ford just figured out what was not better right? with, you know, 2023. So it'll be interesting to see if one car is head and shoulders above the others. Camrys are interesting, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to see this weekend. But I must do, I do feel like we're comparing apples to oranges. We're comparing your grandma's Camry to your next door neighbor's Mustang. You are. Where the fellow down the street, the cold starts his Camaro at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to Gold's Gym. Well, this can give um, bragging rights. If the Camry, if you have a Camry and you beat and you see him winning on Sunday, you say, hey, man, my wins. But what I am, no matter what it looks like, we get to judge these paint schemes coming up. Oh. Let's let's do that after this because I have to prepare and look at my notes. Let's do it. 
As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, guys, you also know one of your favorite things and my favorite things is finding out what those new digs are. Mm. Paint schemes are one of my favorite things. Remember back in the day, Jayski, you'd go like oh, click yeah, on go. the year. Oh, yeah. And then you'd like look at the number you hadn't clicked on yet and you just go rifle through everybody's. I feel yeah. like that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to give people a A to an F ranking on the paint schemes that we have seen so far. We haven't seen them all, but we chose a couple. First one up, big move from Anheuser Busch. Going from the closer, Kevin Harvick, over to Ross Chastain, Melon Man, and comes out with a banger paint Ooh. scheme. You like it? I, I like it a lot. I, I like it, too. I like it a lot. I think that it would look better with maybe some different let me see, Let me see your pick. Let me see it. Uh, yeah, so I think NASCAR is experimenting, too, with colored wheels, potentially. I, th- I think not, you can now. Do you not have these? No, I didn't want to be cluttered. Okay, I got you. Um yeah, hey, if only there was a good powder coat shop in town, they could powder coat raise wheels. Um, but it, yes. They'd look good for the for the pre-race intros. We saw it. the six car had colored wheels and the 17 had colored wheels. Yeah. It was, it was uh, or the test. So. And the 2311 has has the always had gloss flat. Yep. So nice. Yeah, so like I, I could see that with like a silver or like a white wheel looking pretty good. I don't a white wheel would look good on that thing. But I will give that thing a solid, solid grade. I'm going to go A-. minus. Yeah, I think A minus is good. Um, the only thing that knocks it down is whatever Ross, what kind of cut cut he has on his fire suit here with the shoes. No, no, that's in case it starts raining at the racetrack. His pants are high enough to uh, to not get so- soggy in the bottom. One thing I know, Florida man don't care about how his fire suit fits. He'll just wheel anyway. No, Ross is going to have a year. Ended up with a bang. He's going to start solid with that bush light. Speaking of somebody who wants to have a year, the nine car. Oh, Clyde. Needs a bump. Ended the year on a little low note, but he's going to come back with a vengeance. A lot going on with that thing. It's kind of clean, but kind of busy at the same time. Don't love it. I don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, I'm going to go with a B-. minus. Yeah, I mean, I think Hendrick is known for great paint schemes. I'd probably, on a Hendrick scale. I don't scale. put that... In the list of Hendrick Great Paints. No, I give this one like a C or C minus. It looks like it's gonna pull up and open the trunk and give me some brake rotors for a 1987 Delta 88. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna deliver Napa Auto Parts. Maybe that was what they're trying to go for. And if that if that's they the need case, to put the hat on the top of the car. Too draggy. Yo, oh yeah. Well, it could be. But yeah, I don't. I I I expect Hendrick to do better. I, if I was making a tweak to that, I feel like the number could be yellow to kind of match. The white number kind of stands out. Don't love it. I might. The more I talk about it, the less I like it. C plus. Yep. See, I'm talking right into hating it. Speaking of cool numbers. Yep. I love the chrome numbers on the six. What do you think about this? I love the number two. I even love the Project 60 uh, 
What is it? Is it Project Sixty they're doing with David Reagan, the Daytona Five Hundred? Yeah, I haven't seen that car. Um, well, just the number looks cool. Oh yeah. I just think that the way they designed the whole number, changed it, everything. What I like, everything's nice, symmetrical, slanted, looks cool. Don't love, don't love the paint scheme because I feel like they just took the Hawaiian bread paint scheme and swapped out for consumer cellular. Okay. Looks the exact same to me. I could do it without the like. I I don't mind it. Um, if I was doing one thing, I would what, take the white around the front fenders out. It's just too much. What I do like is this. I like when a scheme takes the number and the brand and then designs around it. Oh, yeah, I like that. Because I don't like the next paint scheme up. I'm going to give that one, just because it looks too much like Hawaiian bread, I'm going to give that one a B-. minus. It's a C for me. Okay. Next paint scheme. This Willie one... B. They did both. They incorporated the Exalta on the quarter panel and a big old Exalta A on the hood. You got to love that. But then you put flames through the 24. You can't really see it. There's two things for everybody out there after 18 years of friendship. There's two things Corey LaJoy hates on race cars. First one, absolute no-no, checkered flags. Yep, can't do it. This guy is a checkered flag hater. There's no race car in history that would ever win with checkered flags. And I'm if you, sure you that can, we can even, find one, someone is going to be tweeting you. If somebody tweeted me, it's photoshopped. There's no race car in history that's had Second checkered flags thing on it. That's Corey the Joy hates is numbers not on a solid color. I just I don't like it. Does don't not, love no. it. Don't like it. The littlest bit. Don't like it. Don't love it. Don't want no more of it. Nope. Because I it, like this car. I, um, I like flames on a race car. But I agree with you because it's harder to see the number on the track. And yeah. your number is your brand. Yes. So, yes, I, I, I'm with you. I could do maybe the fe- the numbers around it, but not through it. Yeah. Um, I do like the white. I'm a sucker for white race cars. It's clean. I give this one a B plus. I give this one a B flat because okay. I like everything but the flames going through the number. Little, little tip of the cap back to Jeff Gordon. You can see the Exalta from a mile away. Fluorescent orange on the side. Pretty pretty brand consistent, so we'll go with a B for Willie. A B. Going to your last one, your buddy, Eric Jones, forty three car Advent Health going from. I like this one. Track house over to Legacy Motor Club. Legacy Motor Club. Welcome to the club. Uh, what do you think about the forty three? Um, less Shamu looking than the Toyota branded uh, generic car. I like the forty three. On a white surface. There it is. Talk to me. And big white quarter panel Advent Health down down the quarter on the hood. Looks great. Nice colors. Petty blue number. B plus. Hey man, the petty blue number. I was I was on the fence because I didn't like the the stripes. I'm like more of like a solid stripe. Real clean. The stripes have some um, little whatever going in them. The petty blue number brings it to a... Not a lot of A's here, but brings it to a, a B. I'll go A minus. I'm gonna go A minus. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go A minus. There's really? nothing. There's nothing I don't like about that scheme. Really? Yeah. There's nothing I don't like about it. Last one, buddy. I like the gold stripe on the front. Um, and last we one. are. I don't have a picture, but I got one on my phone. Rifling off this hot rod in Los Angeles the this weekend. Number seven. Year number two. Celsius Chevrolet. The Celsius Energy Drink Energy Drink brand being on. My Chevy Camaro. Uh, I didn't have much input in this. This just kind of showed up done, and I was like, okay, don't hate it. Um, but the fact that they're on my car, it's my number, and the best sponsor in Celsius, I'm going to give it A+, buddy. 
I like the black roof, white hood. I like black roof, right, white hood. I think that, huh. So there's some huh. stuff. There's some I don't love. Oh, the seven is not. I, I'm with you. You lose the seven. Not my favorite part, but still A+. Plus. Uh, hopefully we can <clears throat> see that thing out front sniffing some clean air. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing I like, one thing I don't like. I like the nose as well. Tell me what you don't like. I don't like the seven on the roof. I don't. It doesn't. There's nothing else yellow on the car. Yeah, but there's, doesn't. We got to keep anything. you guessing. Got to keep you on your toes. Okay. I could. I could. That's went, a no for me, dog. I could have went uh, with fluorescent orange. That I could have went with fluorescent orange would have been sick up there. Um, I don't like yellow and orange together like that. Uh, the other thing I like going back to the old school roots, your fire suit Ooh, with the stripe on it. All my fire suits the, are dialed. This the, year. Is that what they're like with the with the stripe? All on? of them. Different colors. That's homage back to to your roots. That's what the that's what the O seven was. Back when, when people thought that I was good. Well, I looked like that. Offset. It's kind of old school. Offset. Offset stripe. Little circle with my number on my hip. Um, that's what you always did before. Yeah. So I I worked real hard for that. I, I fought, scrapped internal battles to try to get those fire suits to look like that. I don't want to get too out, far yeah. ahead of ourselves, but for Darlington, I see it's you want to throw it back to. I've already got the one in mind. You got, they, you're, so you're supposed to throw it back to your racing roots. Yep. Um, so you've got a lot of good ones. You had, I'll tell you what, the 07, the fun part about being a independent driver, you know, and doing it yourself was that you got to have some of the best looking paint schemes. Everybody else kind of had to do their own thing. Well, if I just had a roll of vinyl, I would just like, let's, wait, let's see what it looks like this week. They're all still upstairs. <laughs> I just oh, built my TQ there, and I go upstairs. The parts room there's 14 at rolls is, of vinyl. Yeah, he's shut down, and like, so now whenever I build a race car, I go up there, and every paint scheme and every roll of vinyl is still up there, but it's so old it won't stick. That is true. So, what do you give? What do you give the Celsius scheme? I give the Celsius scheme a, a B as well. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it an A for the fire suit, B for the paint scheme, A plus for both. Tell us what your grades are, ladies and gentlemen. Because we are going to move on to the Penny Stagger of the Week. I felt bad. I've been feeling bad about this one for three days. Um, what did you do? So now? we, were, my wife and I, went to uh, Asheville for the weekend. One last little vacay before the hard work gets going. Routines are out of control, and you don't get to spend much one-on-one uh, -on -one time. So we stopped, uh, mind you, back in, early in the show, working on the studio. So I feel like I go to Lowe's at least twice a day. Had a list of stuff I had to get from Lowe's. Um, so I go into Lowe's on the way back from Asheville. I'm wearing non-branded stuff, little hat, T-shirt, jeans, and I'm pushing this cart through the, through the Lowe's, up and down the aisles. And there was one fellow that worked there. And every time I pushed it through the row, I could, like, like see him. Like, it was, like, maroon vest on, like, looking at me. Like, see on the other side, like, pushing the... Stuff out of the way, looking through. Like in between the cobalt you. wrenches, like hey, looking at me. Is that you? Like after three or four, our paths cross. He's like, hey, man, uh, man, do you ever get, like, are you, no. So what, man, what, are, like, do you, are you NASCAR? No, I don't know anything about those guys. What's man. that guy, what's that guy, uh, are you Riley Green? <laughs> nope, sure not. <laughs> I've got okay. that a couple of times. Um, but I, 50% of the time, I'll, say no oh like or i won't if somebody says are you cruel joy i won't say no but like if somebody's like not like eh, are you eh, nascar no i don't i don't i don't know i don't know anything about those guys man i just keep it moving so i kept it moving and kelly's like 
You're an asshole. Oh, man. You're an asshole. The worst. Because this kid just wanted to get a selfie with you, and you blew him off. Mm. So I have felt bad for two days about that. So fella from Lowe's, I am sorry, and I was core of the joy. Because of that, you're the penny stag of the week, my friend. Congratulations. I was I was an asshole. <laughs> I own it. I own it. But I don't, some situations are different. I don't know which ones I should own, which ones you just kind of keep them moving. Sometimes you're just having a bad day and you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Unfortunately. But you have a lucky job. And with great, uh, what, what is it? With uh, great powers come great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Spider-Man? What is yeah, it? I don't know. Franklin Roosevelt? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go into Penny for your thoughts, though. That's what we rifle off next. a Rifle off a tweet or an X. I don't even know what they call them nowadays. But had to get stir the juices back. Get them going. Fire in your questions. Hashtag Penny for your thoughts on X. We're going to get these things dialed in because we have a lot of fun stuff planned this year, guys. we got a lot of social media content coming your way. Obviously, you, if you are listening to us on SiriusXM, we're on there, too, guys. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having us. Uh, and also, uh, we have... Oh, we're going to be everywhere. YouTube, where aren't we going to be? Uh, we're going to be everywhere. Everywhere, buddy. One step at a time, one penny at a time, and one hashtag penny for your thoughts question at a time. What is the first one? The first one comes from Ghost Suarez 99. Big Suarez fan. Big, big Suarez guy. How's the relationship with you and your teammates Carson is in? Kind of touched on this earlier, but elaborate. It's, um, so those guys are young, different phases of life. Zane Smith just got married. Congrats to him. Yay. Uh, it is really weird to look at around and like people looking at you as the veteran and that you should have the answers, which oh, I like. Buddy. Um, hate it. I don't, I, I, I don't well, hate it. I don't hate it. Cause I like being a leader. Not yeah. Say, yeah. I had the situation this weekend when I got spun out by the 15 year old kid and I was like, ah, I'm the old guy now. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's like a tough pill to swallow. To make- and then you go, well, I have a responsibility to leave the sport better and teach these kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. And to continue to grow the team right the team that i signed up for three four years ago hoping to get to where we are now and knowing where we're going to go in the future these guys right it's it's nice to show up with a nice building and with 125 employees and not have to do the dog days but um those guys are good man those guys are fast zane is is a championship guy um the relationship with with spire and track house is a little unique so that's going to be interesting to watch those guys navigate it and Carson's just young and hungry and has a lead foot and just goes. Um, haven't really got the chance to sit down and talk to those guys much about how they see the sport or what their expectations are, uh, but I'm also probably not going to go grab them by the hand and take them to lunch either. So if they ask me a question, I'll be happy to help. Um, You're big with getting coffee. They're probably not old enough to drink coffee yet. I don't think they're – coffee or Celsius. I don't think uh, – they don't even need caffeine, man. They're 20 years old. What do you need caffeine for? Amen. Got kids Amen. and shit. Speaking of Zane Smith winning a championship, he's a truck champion, not Corey LaJoy. That's who this is from. So it literally could be anybody but you. It could be. That's a lot of people. With Spire buying the KBM shop, will we see you in a truck more often this year? I don't know about more often, but you're going to see me at least once. At the Daytona Craftsman Truck Series race in the Ooh. Blue Green Vacation Silverado, buddy. I thought you had a chance to win that last year. We did. Maybe um, I'll have to come out there It Friday. was a... I was working with a spotter who I, the first time I worked with him, and just he called, he called to cover a lane, and I didn't quite trust it and didn't do it, and it was to block Zane and three laps later for the lead, and three laps later the rain came, mm. led the most laps, 
and we're gonna have a really good truck. Brian Patty's crew chef in that Ooh, thing. Patty is. Yeah, so he, he knows. Ain't scared. He ain't scared, and he knows how to make something go fast in a circle. So I'm excited to qualify that rig and control the race and try to put one in the bank. Because here's one thing about the new KBM shop: there is a lot of empty trophy cases in there, buddy. Oh, there's a lot of trophy cases, dude. When they were moving, there was trophies in like the rafters that he won so many damn races. I mean, I don't. Nobody's ever won more. No. And Kyle, then you Kyle think about Bush the... won so many trophies, he f- had to stick them like in the outhouse. Then you had talk about the truck team. Yeah. Right, the truck teams, the guys who drove for them, the championships, the mm-hmm. races they've won. Yeah, a lot of trophies were in that spot. Now there's like the Copper Dale. Is that in there? It will. I'm gonna bring it over there because there's a lot of space. I'm gonna fill it up. Um, there's a Martinsville clock that William Byron won in that seven truck last year. The All Star, or the truck race at Wilkesboro that Larson won, and the Coke 400 that Justin Haley won when they weren't even really a race team. So we got a lot of work to do to put some stuff in them glass cases, buddy. Yeah, I think we can do it. I've been saying off, all off season. I think it's our our turn to be in victory lane. Everybody can do it. Everybody's capable. But I think that we're ready, and our cars are going to be much more capable, have a lot more grip, and start a lot closer off the truck. That's what our goals are for this year. That's good. Uh, last one from Bethany zero two two eight. After the twenty four hours of Daytona this weekend, would you ever want to do an endurance sports car race? I would, I would absolutely love to. I just think it would have to be the right situation. Um, what that right situation would be, I don't know. I would love to do like a, the Corvette GT3 or something like that. Those things are so sick. Um, those hypercars are nasty. I just don't know when you would ever get time to test it and get up to speed and compete with those guys that do it for a profession. But the only 24-hour experience I have was not one to remember. Quick story. We thought when we were, I don't know, I was probably 16. Joey just started driving Cup, so he had a, he had a motorhome. 18, 18, 19 years old. We thought it was going to be a good idea that to the 24 hours of go-kart race at VLK. It was me, Brandon McReynolds, Ross Chastain Spotter, Coleman Presley, Kyle Grissom, me and Joey. We That was our crew. We started off. And we're, everybody's pumped up. We're fist pumping on the side. And, you know, 22 and a half hours in, we got, you know, a lot of energy left. You'd get done with your stint, right? And it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And you'd tag in the next guy. He'd go for two and a half hours. And then you'd keep rotating around. i get out. And I had an alarm. Like, it's my turn to go. At like 4.30 in the morning. I wake up wiping you know the tired out of my eyes and i'm like looking around and i'm counting and our entire team was in the motorhome so kyle grissom whoever just got out of it nobody was there to relieve him and he just left and our cart was sitting there on pit road for two hours i don't know whose turn it was to get in there but when we woke up made some more laps it was like 7 30 in the morning we were like 50 laps down did dustin foster not run it so yeah so I called my buddy. Everybody was over. I said, Dustin, um, you want to make some laps in a go-kart? Yeah, sure, buddy. He rolls over. I stick him in there, and we all leave. And my <laughs> buddy, Dustin Foster, finished the last four hours in the go-kart. <laughs> so that was my only 24-hour go-kart experience. It would have to be with a little more, more motivated group in the 24 hours of Daytona. Yeah. If I was doing it for a watch, that watch in particular, I would be, I'd be into it. Yeah, 
That's a sick watch. It's a hell of a race. I, as far as pit crewing, um, that's a no for me, dog. No, that would, that would no, stink. No, that you guys can have it. You, there isn't enough uncrustables for me to do a 24-hour race. But Yeah, that'd be like an uncrustable an hour at least. Mm. Um, that's it. Keep firing those questions and hashtag Penny for your thoughts. Guys, we're landing this plane. Hope you're enjoying it so far. But we have so much new ideas and cool things going on. As well as last year, Arctic is coming back for a show partner. And we're going to be giving out some Arctic swag each and every week. Go check out at Stackin' Pennies on Instagram. We're going to be giving stuff away each and every week. Branded tumblers, backpacks, coolers, you name it. Each and every week, if you like and share and follow that account, you're going to have a chance to win. So look alive on that. We're also going to introduce a, you know what grinds my gears? Oh, little grinds my gears. What really grinds your gears? My gears were grinded when I was when I caught a stomach bug from my three year old. We went to the hockey game NASCAR night down in Greenville last weekend. Levi Blue Chunks, all in the suite. Ugh. We watched ten seconds of that game. We load up, and went home. Two days later, Jensen at dinner table turns pale white. Blue chunks all over the dinner plate. It was awesome. Towels, garbage bags, the works. Thought we were clear. That means only one thing. 23 hours and 15 seconds after that, I'm hugging the calling dinosaurs, buddy. Oh, yeah. It was, when's the last time you've been grown man sick? Oh, dude. No one tells you that having kids just means you're sick, like, way more than you've ever been. I hadn't been grown man sick throwing up in a minute. Stomach bug, absolute worst. It's the worst. It was this time last year. Yeah. It was the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, what the hell? I thought I was done being sick like this when I was an adult. Yeah. And then you nope. Know, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Little roommates that pay no rent just make you sick all the time. Yeah. That was last week, and that really grounded my gears. Yeah. My gears are ground down from all the from all of the clash hate from mm. people, whether it be not opening on Saturday or I'm not watching because I don't like the track. Like, what are we doing? The same people that say they don't like the track are the ones that go watch Bowman Gray. And the ones that say they ain't watching are the ones tweeting after it saying, oh, that that sucked, you know, or like finding a way that it was bad. Like, it's such a cool event. Uh, last year, I, I sat up in the, like, I went to the, like, the overlook, like the top, ta- like above the towers with um, Steve Letarte and Jeff Burton. We watched practice. And it made me feel like a kid again because you can see everything. You can see whose car is working, who's it's fast, sick, who's, whose car is fading. And it was just like, such a cool short track feel in such a cool arena and so many people work so hard to pull it off yep and you just have people that fire up twitter and want to be pissed off like i the thing that grinds my gears the most is when race fans default mode is mad yeah or look, unappreciative there's a, there's a lot to be not even unappreciative i i don't need to be appreciated i don't care but like just call it like give it a chance before you get pissed off at it because yeah. it's gonna it's 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 gonna be fun I know it's going to be a good race, and I'm excited for it. Uh, just like I'm excited for everything this year. There's a lot to offer. There's a lot of exciting things going on uh, for the 2024 season. That's right, because we are available pretty much anywhere that you can listen to people talk about NASCAR or anything else, whether that's on your favorite podcast platforms, whether we're on SiriusXM Channel 90, whether you want, want to listen to us and watch us talk on YouTube, we're there too, and whether we're on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can go find us anywhere. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we are going to be on there 
on Tuesdays each and every week from here on out and all the way through November. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a big ride. Oh, yeah. And make sure you catch the full version every week on NASCAR's YouTube channel on Wednesdays. And I'm fired up. Buddy, Sunday night, NASCARs are back. We're firing them up and we're going. Yep. Make sure, more importantly. What? More important than watching The Clash. What? Make sure you like, download, share, rate, and review. All that. We appreciate it because we're back for another year, year four, boys, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Thanks for stopping by and stacking pennies with us today. Have a good one.